Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, o Lord. Then the Spirit led Jesus up to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And when they were over, Jesus was famished. Then the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. And Jesus answered, It's written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil led Jesus up to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple and said, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. It's written, God will command God's angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up so you won't dash your foot against the stone. Jesus, again, it's written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Well, then the devil led Jesus up a very high mountain and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor and said, all of this I give to you if you just fall down and worship me. Jesus, go away, Satan, because it's written, worship the Lord your God and serve only God. And the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on Jesus. The gospel of the Lord. Baptism. 
And I think there's a lot of ways we could imagine what this was like for Jesus. I mean, in my imagination, there's real suffering here in the wilderness. Jesus was really hungry. Jesus was, well, it's kind of like um, Superman movies. You know, there's this one Superman movie where Superman fights with himself. He's, he's like turned into a big jerk. He's in a bar, he's drunk, he's like flicking uh, beer nuts and shattering glasses behind the bar. He goes into this junkyard and he like splits in half. He's fighting with himself. Like the, the good self and the evil self, you know, that battle. It's a way of showing that inner struggle. That's, that inner struggle is what I imagine is happening for Jesus in the wilderness. The, the wondering about whether this is really true. Whether, whether he, he really has the hand of God upon him. And he's really a child of God. Is he, is he really up to the task? Does he really have everything he needs to do the mission, accomplish the purpose? Is he good enough? I think any on any kind of inner journey certainly the garbage that comes up sometimes immediately after those mountaintop experiences just all this junk I think sometimes when we we think about Jesus being the son of God we think well that's that puts Jesus in a whole special category right Jesus is Son of God, but that's not that's not something that's accessible to us. But Jesus surrendered all of the special categories, all of the special status, all of the special privilege that came with being God. He gave all of that up to be here with us. Walk this human journey. We also get to be and are children of God, sons and daughters. Just like I was saying to the kids, you know, when we were baptized, that same word was spoken, maybe not word for word, but that same idea, that same affection, that same belonging. Being a child of God, it means we're already with God, and that God is already with us. When we talk about Lent being a time to return to God, but we actually don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to uh, to change who we are because the separateness from God is an illusion. And all that it means to return to God is to surrender the illusion of being apart from God in the first place. 
trust the promise that God is closer to us than we are to our very selves. That every breath we take is a gift of grace. It's a sign of God's love. I mean, the other way to walk through Lent or to walk the whole, our whole lives or the life of faith is that there's this whole game of reward and punishments, and if I if I play it right, then I'll be back in God's graces. I will I will have climbed the mountain and ascended to heaven. I will be saved. I'll be allowed to return because I'm perfect. I'm, I have perfect knowledge. I'm, I've done some heroic moral deeds. I never have any useful thoughts. And that all is just a game. That either puffs us up and make, makes us feel superior to everyone, or it knocks us down and makes us feel less than everyone. There's no way in that game of feeling separate from God and feeling like there's a journey to get back to God. There's no way of really trusting God. says in the Bible, you are hidden with Christ in God. Because sometimes it does not seem evident. It doesn't seem obvious. But it's just like the baby kangaroo. Where is the baby kangaroo? It's in the mama's pouch. Where are the baby kangaroos? It's dark. It's prickly. We're in the pouch. We're already there. We don't have to earn our way. And the truth is that we could read all those words in the Bible. I could preach every sermon in the world. Those are still just things coming at us from the outside. It's when we have an experience from the inside that we really know it for ourselves. And that's what I take this, uh, you know, Jesus seeing the heavens open and the Spirit coming down like a dove and the voice that says, you're my son, you beloved. I receive that as Jesus' inner experience. And then we know in a different way. We just, it's not that we've been told. It's that we know. We don't, we don't think we know. And that doesn't take away doubt in our lives, because it didn't from Jesus. He went from that knowing to not like that. And it was the Holy Spirit that led him. Don't ask me to explain that. But life is like that. Three steps forward, two steps back. We get it, then we miss it. We get it again, and we miss it again. And it's just good to know that we're not alone, right? That's where we all are. That's where Jesus is. 
in wilderness with us. God enters our lives and then we fight it, we avoid it, we forget it. I think the, the message, the invitation for this story and is to not be afraid of our doubt and our confusion of the feeling of being separated. It's an illusion. I mean, that snake said, oh, you're going you're gonna to eat this fruit. You're going to see just like God sees. Lie. Illusions. That's what we see. Illusions. But this process of forward and back, of getting it and losing it, that's just the way of transformation. Proof is in the resurrection. I mean, I, I believe that these are temptations. You know, the devil left Jesus, but he's going to come back. I have a feeling this is maybe a daily thing for Jesus. Certainly, these are temptations that must have been with him. The command this cross to disappear, command these. Jones to fight for him and take him down, you know, to just have all the power and the armies in the world to... That was the struggle. It had to be. can't imagine it was any other way. But he rose again. And the angels are waiting for us on the other side of the struggle. We may still even be in the wilderness. The angels are waiting, ready to wait on us. Whether we rise or fall, whether we've taken the three steps forward or the two steps back, they're waiting. Today they're waiting to serve us in this meal. So come and eat. Thanks be to God.